welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel and this week I wanted to talk about how important it is to test the hip adductors that move the leg toward the center line. Um, Are you guys treating adductors on a lot of your patients? Because I would say if you are not, it is most likely because you either aren't assessing the adductors as a problem for knee and hip and groin issues, or you're testing them as a group for strength. So if you're if you're just doing a simple resisted adduction test, you are likely missing issues because you're testing the pectineus, the adductor longus, the adductor brevis, the gracilis and two heads of the adductor magnus all together. So you can imagine if somebody in that group can't pull their weight, you won't know it unless there's um, noticeable pain. And very often, you don't need pain in the adductors for there to be dysfunction from the adductors. So um, I go through that muscle testing on my Podia muscle testing videos, but you can find this stuff on YouTube. You can you can single out a pectineus muscle test. You can muscle test adductor brevis and then test adductor longus and then test adductor magnus. And you can test gracilis, especially as a length test. Um, length testing is very helpful for adductors. A lot of times adductors are short Short adductors can hike the hip, causing a leg length discrepancy. um, Short adductors will inhibit gluteus medius as an abductor, um, especially for runners. And adductors are prone to getting short. All of them are prone to getting short and tight. So, um, So really understanding how important it is to look at adductors for hip issues and, and, and knee issues, really critical. You have patients who, who probably are trying to, to um, activate their glute medius as an abductor. Maybe they're doing some, some band um, glute bridges, band-resistant glute bridges, bridging up and out trying to activate glute medius because when it's, you know, when glute medius isn't activated, especially if they're a runner or an athlete, um, other, I mean, another kind of athlete, they, they will, um, they will overuse the TFL, uh, for 
hip abduction and and lateral stabilization, especially when running. Um, and we know that the TFL is prone to tightening, and that's when and that's going to pull on the IT band, and that can cause IT band syndrome, pain down the leg, as well as uh, lateral knee pain. So when you're working with something like um, IT band syndrome, it's good to consider looking at the adductors. If you're dealing with a medial knee pain, very much going to have to look at the adductors for that. Um, gracilis is, is key for a pezanserine issue, but of course you need to look at semitendinosus and occasionally look at the sartorius uh, for that because those are all those muscles that, that connect at the pezanserine. But really gracilis is a, is a prime target for medial knee pain. Um, and the uh, groin pain, you'll often have someone with groin pain. It can be from the psoas, but often there are adductors involved. Adductor magnus or adductor longus are very common. Adductor uh, and, and gracilis I've seen as well. And sometimes it's due to tr trigger points very close up to that uh, pubic attachment, um, especially for the adductor magnus and the gracilis, occasionally adductor longus. Um, those are muscles that you can muscle test, but if you, let's say you already did your exam and you forgot and you're they're just lying there on the table, you can gently press on the adductors and find an adductor that's more sensitive than other adductors. So you don't necessarily have to go back to muscle testing everything. If you just say, and sometimes, you know, they're talking in the middle of treatment and they'll tell you something extra that they forgot to tell you that they have, like, like a groin pain that they, you know, maybe they came in for back pain and you're treating back and you turn them over and you're treating their psoas for their back pain. And then they say, oh, you know what else? I get this groin pain and they'll show you that you you don't necessarily have to start muscle testing again. You can press on the muscles and find a tender adductor um, that could be causing that groin pain. It's very often adductor longus, and it's very often super tight. Adductors can be very tight and injured, and and the patient can be completely oblivious to any soreness in the muscle if you're not pushing on it, and. For most of us, it's not an area that we're really pressing on ourselves. So it's, it's easy to miss it. Also, it's important to remember when you're doing your hip external and internal rotation length testing, just to see hip mobility or look for some sort of impingement. Um, when you have a, a decreased um external rotation of the hip of course think about tfl and glute minimus okay those are those are the prime ones that are going to inhibit hip external rotation but guess what the the adductors put some internal rotation on the hip as well so you should think of adductors as an as an antagonist to hip external rotation so maybe you're dealing with a sciatica patient who has 
um, a lot of issues with their piriformis and their gemellus muscles and their obturator externus, obturator internus. Maybe, you know, th those muscles can, those muscles that help externally rotate can, can cause um, a sciatic impingement, that deep gluteal syndrome. There's a different episode about that. Um, but if you're thinking about the whole hip, you're, you're trying to figure out why is, why are these deep rotators getting tight? Yes, they're trying to stabilize the SI joint when the gluteus maximus and the medius have become inhibited and weak. You know, your piriformis especially can come to the rescue when your glute max isn't firing. So you're going upstairs, your glute max isn't firing, your piriformis can actually help you go up the stairs with a little bit of support and some hip extension. Um, but why are those tight? Maybe they're fighting a chronic internal rotation um, force caused by TFL, glute men, and or adductors. So when you're thinking about those external rotation muscles that are causing problems, maybe even you're having like um, pain over the greater trochanter. I just posted in the Facebook group about how they're revisiting the diagnosis of trochanteric bursitis as the primary reason for pain over the greater trochanter. It actually very often is more glute minimus and medius. Um, so like a tendonitis or a tendinopathy of the glutes as opposed to a, a bursitis. So that's really interesting. And I was, I was very happy to see that because that's actually how I treat pain over the greater trochanter. I treat it as TFL, glute min, glute medius, sometimes glute max, uh, sometimes piriformis. Um, anything that attaches um, at the greater trochanter could be part of the problem. But um, I want to get back to the adductors. If, you, if you're suspecting an issue with the adductors, you can length test. Um, you can just have the patient lying on their back and you can hold their ankle gently and you can pull them, pull their leg off, you know, off the side of the table within into abduction. You want to get to at least 45 degrees. If you're hitting end range before that, you know that they're super tight. You can compare both sides because we really, we don't have to, make everybody's flexibility um, the ideal textbook flexibility. We have to get them out of pain. So what you're looking for is a relative shortening of the adductors. Somebody who's super flexible may, may have way more than 45 degrees of abduction. It doesn't mean that their adductors are um, not tight. You want to compare both sides. And if you see a discrepancy then you know that there is shortening of the adductors that, that can be causing an issue for that person. And, and on the other side of the coin, you may be dealing with someone who's, who's um, advanced in age and doesn't have 45 degrees of hip abduction. Maybe they've actually had you know, serious hip issues, but you can compare sides and see which side for that person is shorter than what would be optimal and a pain-free range of motion. It's always in the context of the person. So those, guide, those guides 
that we're given about like 45 degrees of external rotation or 45 degrees of hip abduction, those are a good guide for somebody who's completely healthy and has no previous injuries. But as you know, once you get into practice, there's no, there's not a lot of patients like that. They're like, there's so many people who've had surgeries and previous injuries and who have been told that they're, that they're, bone is not shaped properly and doesn't sit in the acetabulum properly you're dealing with them from where they are you you don't get the perfect patient but you can try to approach the most functional movement possible for that patient and so i like to i like to length test adductors for for a new patient to see if there is a discrepancy um, I, I will sometimes, um, do the separate manual muscle tests for each of the adductors to see which ones are causing the groin pain. If that's what we're looking at. Um, if I'm trying to improve someone's mobility, like I have a, um, yoga instructor, she just wanted awesome hip mobility that she had not had in years. So, I didn't even worry about which muscle was the tightest. I treated all the adductors, including pectineus. I treated her opt- obturator externus, so it's external rotator, rotator. I treated all of her external rotators except for quadratus femoris. Um, I, I, when I'm trying to help somebody's mobility, I'm treating otherwise considered healthy muscles knowing that they will get improved elasticity and will improve the joint range of motion just by treating the motor points of the muscles that we're trying to improve. I don't only treat things that are um, causing an, an issue on some people if their goal is mobility or sports performance. Um, it's another reason why sometimes I don't do a lot of manual muscle testing because if I know somebody's an athlete, I'm going to treat some of the muscles that I know are prone to muscle shortening as a preventative for them to keep them away from injury, from overuse. I'm not going to wait until something is pathologically short, weak, tight, inhibited, before I'm going to treat it, especially on an athlete. Um, so there are certain things that I would like, I try to get to on most people who are athletes. Um, there's a whole lot more needles involved for those people, but they appreciate the result and that's what they're actually coming for. Um, anyway, so I wanted to put it out there that there's a whole lot of ways to um, isolate adductors to um, in your initial exam with somebody, and you can find all that on, on YouTube. I do have those videos on the Podia site, so if you're already on there and you already have my manual muscle testing videos, you can go back and look at those adductor tests to see how to test adductor magnus or adductor longus or pectineus, etc. And um, consider length testing as well. You know, one of the interesting, I do that length test on the, in the Podia video as well, where 
you pull the leg off to the side and then at, at end range you have the patient bend their knee and if you get a few more degrees of abduction then you know that muscles that cross the knee are tight and by bending the knee you've taken those muscles out of the equation and that's really going to be the gracilis or the semitendinosus. Um, so that's something else to consider is maybe you've hit end range and it feels really tight. If you bend the knee and they can go further, maybe suspect gracilis and semitendinosus as like a pezanserine issue. Um, that's, a, that's a quick, easy way to kind of confirm that, especially if it's only on one side that they have that restriction. Okay, so um, I hope somebody out there enjoyed that. <laughs> um, and I will uh, talk to you next week. Have a good one.